Well, it's not a good place for us, but maybe it's a good place place for the universe. Maybe Do you invest it's a good in place Bitcoin? For life. Do you invest <laughs> I, in Bitcoin? I've got some Bitcoin. Okay. So but you're. I, I think, but that's not what I'm thinking about. What's up, free thinkers, disruptors of the status quo? Today, we're not just going to break through the financial matrix. We're shattering it with a voice that's synonymous with free thought and unfiltered dialogue. Let's enter the realm of the monetary revolution with none other than the podcast legend, the maestro himself, Joe Rogan. That's right. Folks, when a heavyweight like Rogan has stepped into the Bitcoin arena, you know it's more than just a fleeting fancy. Hey, we got a lot to cover. Let's get it. The, the real fascinating crypto is Bitcoin. To me, I mean, that's the one that I think has the most likely possibility of becoming uh, a universal viable currency. And it's, you know, it's limited in the amount that there can be. It's, you know, you, you, people mine it with their own computer. It's like that to me is very fascinating. Yeah. And I love the fact that it's been implemented. And that at least some like I've had uh, Andreas Antonopoulos on the podcast, and he's when he talks about it, he's living it. He's spending all of his money. Everything he has paid is in Bitcoin. He pays his rent in Bitcoin. Everything he does is in Bitcoin. Now, what is it about Bitcoin that magnetizes a podcast titan like Joe Rogan towards the Bitcoin cosmos? It's not just a whimsical dalliance with digital gold. It's a full-fledged rally against a financial system that's as outdated as a floppy disk. And Bitcoin's decentralized ethos isn't just a tune, it's a symphony. And it resonates with the unfiltered, uncensored dialogues that Joe Rogan champions on his platform. It just makes sense. Freedom. Bitcoin. It's a match made in heaven. I think of Bitcoin the same way I think about about the early internet I think they they didn't see it coming and now it's a viable form of currency you can actually buy things with it and I think the government is freaking out I think what they're gonna try to do is they tried to they try to do some shit with the internet during the Obama administration where they were gonna try to censor the internet and it fell apart because people were furious in the uproar and they thought the political repercussions of it were not worth it like the the juice wasn't worth the squeeze so they backed off of it but I feel that there's going to come a time where some government, whether it's the United States or another government might try it first, they're going to try to implement, I know they already do it in China, but they're trying to, going to try to implement a digital currency, a centralized digital currency that they can control. Yeah. What's scary about that is they could say, Khalil, you know, we, we, we've looked at, you know, your behavior online and uh, you have some, some marks against you yeah. and so you're not going to be able to buy this yeah or you can only buy staples you can't you know you're going to buy food and and shelter but we're not going to allow you to travel yeah because like that could it's be a scary. real thing where they no, could it, literally limit what you spend your money on 1000 percent, Joe. pretty awesome to be able to imagine uh in a way a world where borders are just like quaint relics of the past bitcoin is an open internet of money a universal frequency where value flows as freely as ideas on the joe rogan experience after a dmt trip and it's a paradigm where your money talks the universal language of autonomy i'm excited about bitcoin too but i think this idea that we have a global currency that is outside of the control of any government is a super logical and important step yes. on the tech tree. 
As fiat currencies bloat with the whims of monetary policies, inflating faster than a hot air balloon on a helium binge, Bitcoin stands firm with its cap supply. It's like having a financial rock in a sea of monetary mayhem, a kind of stability that's not just refreshing, it's revolutionary. And for freedom-loving folks like Rogan, this isn't just a narrative, it's a clarion call to financial sovereignty. Okay, so why are these guys doing what they're doing? You have all the money in the world. You live in a $100 million house, not you, Larry Fink and some of these guys. You, mm -hmm. not, I'm not, I don't know if he lives in a $100 million house, right, but you got the saying. money to live in a yeah. $100 million. What else do you need? Right. You got nice cars. Jamie Dimon's got a $900 million art collection, according to an article. It's a nice art collection, right? You go to all the nice restaurants. You meet prime ministers. You meet presidents. And then maybe there comes a time when you're looking at a couple of these guys, they're presidents and prime ministers, and you tell yourself, I'd be a better president than you, bro. How the hell am I not reading the country? Or they tell themselves, you think you're a president? You're not a president, you work for me. What else is the motive? But ESG, how does that factor into But that? that the point is control is what I'm saying. So the motive okay. becomes control more than money. After you have all the money in the world, what's next? It's gotta be control or a true vision. In an era where every transaction feels like an open book and a surveillance library, Bitcoin heralds a chapter of financial privacy. And it's not just about monetary control. It's about reclaiming the narrative of privacy and property, natural rights, natural law, you know, things that seem to have been almost forgotten. I had Siddharth Kara on the podcast. He's a journalist that went to the Congo to document this and brought back video footage. The, the Democratic Republic of Congo? Mm -hmm. Any country with democratic in the name, that's a fucking red flag. <laughs> isn't it that's a red flag if they go hey we're democratic are you though are yeah. you yeah it's i mean it's it's hell on earth out there mm -hmm. it's, it's happening right now i yeah. think that thing of like people saying well i would i would go and make a difference well there's stuff going on now if you want to get involved well what's so ironic is that it's one of the most horrific conditions that human beings are imposed that's imposed upon human beings but yet it is required in order for you to have a cell phone and complain about the injustices of the world Every yes. single person that has one of these things, you, you have in it minerals that were carved out of the ground by people living in the most Child insane labor. conditions. Child yeah. labor, slavery. I mean, S slavery. And, and not just that, like people with babies on their back that are breathing in this cobalt dust, hor horrific uh, yeah. health consequences, everything, all the above. Abject poverty, no electricity. I mean, here's uh, like the big. And it only makes sense. Who better to appreciate the resurgence of control and autonomy than Joe Rogan, whose platform has been a beacon of free discourse well since forever? And you know the Papa John saying, better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. Mm -hmm. You know, these guys is more wars, more people dying, more profits, defense contractors, right? That's a valid concern that I have. Because yeah. behind closed doors, this whole military-industrial complex, when you look at the numbers, whoever becomes the president, unfortunately, this guy's an anti-establishment president, good. Unfortunately, if you're an anti-establishment president, everyone's going to come after you, especially these military defense contractors. So if a president got up and said, if I'm going to be the president, here's what we're going to be doing. We have to look at all the contracts. You can't overcharge us. We have to open it up. You have to sell some of your companies. You have to let them be independent again. You have to do this. You have to let them go public, separate, whatever way you got to break them apart to have competition again, because we don't have that today. You know, so that is a major concern where we say we have a commander in chief, but really the commander in chief 
is Larry Fink today. The guy running BlackRock is really the president of the United States. If we look at the kind of influence he's got in every industry, Joe. And guys, the plot is thickened. Bitcoin isn't just a rebel on the financial front and the economic front, but also the eco front. It may become an eco warrior of sorts in disguise because it's incentivizing renewable energy. Bitcoin isn't merely a catalyst for this financial change that we're going through right now, but it is also a breakthrough and an envoy for renewable energy and just an energy revolution as a whole. From fossil fuels to nuclear, it is a narrative ripe for discourse that they are having on the Joe Rogan show and could spark fires engaging discussions further on the Joe Rogan experience with maybe some big time Bitcoiners on the energy issue and on Bitcoin mining and the role it can play in revolutionizing energy as a whole, lowering cost, raising generation. And there seems to be also another natural pairing. And we've seen this with some mining facilities in Georgia and others, but nuclear energy pairing with Bitcoin mining. And let, let's hear what this guy had to say on nuclear energy. And it just seems like a match made in heaven. And it's happening right before our eyes as Bitcoin continues to be the most powerful computing network on the planet. Right. Yeah. This fossil fuels, it needs to stop. But we've already got the downside volatility from splitting the atom. We've already got all the weapons. We could already destroy the world. We've got all of that. Why are we not building? And the tests have been done, right? There's nuclear submarines. Mm -hmm. You know what the range is on a nuclear submarine? Yeah, it's insane. It's unlimited. It's unlimited. They can go forever. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Why isn't every town powered by one of those? Yes. I think it's pretty obvious that the financial landscape is often clouded with obscurity and Bitcoin shines a light of transparency that's as illuminating as Rogan's inquisitive interrogations. Maybe after a little mushroom tea to each their own. But it's about seeing where your value goes, about dissecting the financial fog and demanding clear-sightedness that's been long overdue. While Fidelity and BlackRock are definitely bullish developments, don't rely on BlackRock or Fidelity to custody your own generational wealth. Self-custody is the revolution. And Simply Bitcoin Originals are powered by the Bitcoin way. They are your IT team in the Bitcoin world. They can help you with your journey. If you need help with wallets and nodes, inheritance planning, no KYC purchases, how to buy Bitcoin, accepting Bitcoin payments, collaborative custody, multi-sig, and more. They got you covered. Schedule a free 30-minute call today using that link below. So guys, as Joe Rogan has stepped onto the Bitcoin bandwagon, it's not just a celebrity endorsement. It's a harbinger of a shifting paradigm. Bitcoin is not merely a digital asset. It's a banner of financial freedom. And with voices like Rogan's amplifying the revolutionary narrative, the echo of change isn't just resonating through the chambers of the crypto curious. It's reverberating across the globe and beckoning a new dawn of financial liberation. Guys, be sure to like, subscribe, share the sound money gospel. We'll be coming at you with more content. So make sure you got those notifications set. Follow Simply Bitcoin on Twitter. Twitter. We're dropping all the latest news, so we'll keep you up to date with the peaceful revolution. Hope you're having a great weekend. We got more coming your way tomorrow, so stay tuned, stay free, stay sovereign, stay stacking those sats, and I'll catch you all tomorrow. Peace.